Welcome back to the show. This is actually my first time doing a podcast like this. I've never actually done a podcast with my clients, but I figured I would, because their transformations have always been interesting uh, for me and kind of the struggles they've gone through and the strategies they've incorporated would probably be something you guys could relate to or the listener could relate to and actually like implement themselves. So my guest today is one of my former clients that I actually uh, started training during, uh, I think we started training like in April or May, like right when this whole COVID thing uh, blew up. I don't know the exact, the exact start date, but his story is really interesting because um, John, he had like a full-time job, so still working crazy hours, didn't have access to a gym like most people. I uh, didn't have access to a gym, but he still ended up losing about like, I think 25 to 28 pounds. Uh, I forgot the exact number. And um, uh, he had a few other, a few other like markers that he improved as well. I'll let him talk about that later. But yeah, I just, I want to, I found your story very interesting. So I figured the strategies you used would help other people as well. Uh, so welcome to the show, John. Thanks for, thanks for being a part of it. It's good to see you again. Thank you. Thank you, Eugene. Thank you for having me. It's 28 pounds, to be clear. <laughs> 28 pounds. Okay, I'll write that up. So yeah, I, mean, um, I forgot when we started. We started around, I think, like April or May. Uh, do you remember the Yeah, we started May 26, I believe, like late okay. May. All right, so May, May 26. I think the whole shutdown started, if I remember correctly, like in March or like April or something of that mm -hmm. sort. So. Um, so why don't you give us a little bit of a background in terms of like where you're at even before the program, like what you're doing for work, you know, like how much weight you're, uh, you're at, what kind of goals you had going into the program? So, I mean, what first inclined me to want to start like a, a, a fitness journey was I had all these underlying health issues that I was kind of struggling with, which I didn't know how to kind of navigate and manage. So after going seeing the doctor and the doctor's trying to put me on medication, which I thought was like the, the easiest thing to do, um, was giving me all these side effects and issues. So then after that, like, it just wasn't working with me. And I have like a family history of like heart disease and diabetes and all these other things. So I wanted to make sure that I wasn't going down the same path as my family because the doctor was saying that I was kind of borderline with all these other issues, but had high cholesterol, high, high blood pressure. And the medications wasn't like, it was doing its job, but at the same time, it was making me feel more sick than actually better. So the doctor was saying like, well, if we want to take you out of medication, I think the best practice is for you to lose weight because you're a little bit more dense than you should be for your, for your height and proportion. I'm sure so it was muscle up. density. <laughs> exactly. So then I was like, okay, then I'll try that. So I'm like, you know, what? I'll try to lose weight. And I, I was very active. Like, you know, I would do soul cycle, I would do cardio like crazy, like four or five times a week. And then I would do boxing. And I thought I was doing good. I actually did. But I wasn't losing weight as fast as I would thought I would considering how active I was. Mm -hmm. So then I wasn't clear what I was doing. So then maybe I thought, oh, it was a diet. So then I started becoming vegetarian or vegan. And that didn't help because that actually helped me, that actually made me gain more weight. And so I reached like my max of like 170, 177. And this was like the peak of COVID. And so then I felt like something has to change because the doctor said that whatever my methods were, weren't working. Mm -hmm. 
So then that's how um, I reached out to another friend that did the Eugene experience. And he told me he's legit, you know, work with him. It'll change your life. And I'm like, do I really want another trainer? And I was, I was skeptic at first because it's COVID. I don't know how I'm going to navigate this. There's no gym. And you kind of like, you just don't know. So then after talking to my friend, he convinced me, said, it's going to be the best thing you've ever done for yourself. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it. This is the best time to do it. I'm at home. So then, yeah, that's how I started. And I signed up. And then we started the program and changed every, like did everything you told me to the T. As you know, I was very like, I'm going to listen and, you know, do what you tell me to do. So I followed each step and we worked at it. And I started losing weight. I think I saw like weight loss, like already in the first two weeks. And I was kind of shocked because I was like, wait a minute, this can't be right. Like, how am I losing so much weight so fast, so quickly? And I'm not even working out as much as I used to. I wasn't doing all those crazy cardio. And I just simply had changed my diet. And I started shrinking. And everything just started to shred on its own, um, even with just a minor workout. And I think that started to motivate me more because I was like, this is actually finally happening. Like, things are actually changing with this method when all this time like you know other trainers would tell us like you got to do this and you got to take that and i think like your the simple approach with working with eugene had changed everything because i didn't realize that by simplifying what you eat and understanding food and being aware of what you consume can change everything so, um, yeah, then that's how it kind of started. <laughs> well, I forgot. Were you like on a strict, uh, I don't have like your assessment forms in front of me. Were you like on a strict like vegetarian diet before we started? Or I remember you were saying you're vegetarian most days, but then some days you ate like fish or something. Or Well, I, because I, I thought maybe if I, if I was, become, if I did like a plant-based diet that it would have helped with my cholesterol, but it actually, it didn't. Mm. It wasn't, it wasn't doing like you know eating or buying those plant-based kind of frozen foods weren't good because it was making me fat I, it was actually it made me gain so much more weight and i was even doing those apps that you have on the phone which kind of like tells you how much to eat and you know you buy a subscription and you kind of like it self-populates like your meals and how many times you should eat and that did not do it that made things worse actually mm. like when i started following this diet online or on the app because it was making me eat so much and I thought okay maybe it's right maybe I need to eat this and that and this but it actually was the opposite yeah I always wondered with those apps how they could calculate the calorie range or the nutrition range that you should be at given that they just have you fill out like a very simple questionnaire like they don't do like a thorough assessment with you and obviously if you don't know the person's like personality activity levels goals their background and a, and a couple of other variables uh, it's just so hard to come up with like an accurate calorie range or like the way you should even distribute your you know like proteins fats and carbohydrates to your given goal so that you have like um so you have actual predictable results because a lot of times people uh embark on like a fat no fat loss journey they've done a million things in the past which most likely probably haven't worked or produced like fast results a lot of times like in the beginning if they don't really see results quickly they tend to get discouraged because it reminds them of those programs in the past that they also didn't see results on 
Uh, so sometimes it kind of like is encouraging just to adjust the calories accordingly so they at least lose a little bit more weight up front. So they kind of see that spark of achievement and see it's possible. And then as their activity level increases and their appearance to a program increases, then you could obviously increase the calories like a little bit more, et cetera, as they go on. But that's just, that's just one thing, uh, one thing I've noticed. So, yeah. No, I mean, it's true because I think part of it, we have like this misconception of, of like, oh, I work out so I should eat more kind of thing. But it, it doesn't, because it, that was like my, you know, people say, oh, I worked out today, so I'm going to consume more food today. But it doesn't level out because, you know, like, I mean, from what you taught me, like, you know, it, it's also about your caloric deficit. And it doesn't make sense because in our minds, because we've always been thought like, okay, you should eat this and eat more of that when you're working out, but it, it's it's not right. It's And it's, everything is all in you eat, you know? So um, I think that was like the biggest learning that I, I took away. It's like, you know, we think that we have to consume all this food to function, but just by having like, or eating the right stuff and sourcing the right protein that your body will, will only, you should only eat what you actually need versus over consuming what you think you need so it starts there i mean it starts with the mindset you know like you taught me how to be more more aware of like food and you know mass-produced food and what's contained in the food because i think the minute that i had changed that like by sourcing like cleaner foods like organic and the meat, what have you, but the swelling of my body like decreased like immediately. Like my stomach wasn't as bloated. My face doesn't look as round because like you said, I was probably retaining so much water, you know, and all those sugars and all those omega-6 or whatever that was in the food was causing my body to swell. And I mean, even my pictures that I have like from the beginning, I was so round. <laughs> because i was like bloated like all this food was like making me blow and mm. by just switching all of that and changing and finding good clean food like your body does its work and you feel good you know your mind is more clear you actually feel less tired you know you don't feel as sluggish as you would um by by consuming all that stuff so yeah, and also a lot of people forget that if you have like really good, like the importance of actually how you're sourcing the food, uh, you know, so like not every, like we went over extensively, not every, not all beef is created equal. So mm -hmm. like chicken, even in that category, you have, you know, the caged, cage-free, free range, the variety of different pasture-raised meats and depending on what, uh, what they're fed. And typically like a lot of people don't know is... Uh, Typically, you require like 30% less calories on a properly sourced, uh, like if you're sourcing like pasture-raised meats, for example, or like a lot of non-starchy vegetables, you require probably like 30% less calories than you would on a standard like American diet. So like a lot of times, like for instance, you're eating overall like fewer calories than you would on a typical diet that you would be on, but you felt like very full throughout the day, right? Yeah, I mean, I've, I do. And the thing is like I know all my other friends that are now doing the same journey they're like oh my god that's how, that's only how many calories you eat and I said well because since you're eating such good quality dense food that your body actually stops being hungry or you feel that hunger because your body's just it's getting fed the right nutrients um, I mean even with like the bone broth and eating all those vegetables 
like I mean, of course, in the beginning, you, you, your body's going through like this change, and your your mind thinks you're hungry, but your body doesn't. And I think you had to kind of like kick that off first and start with the mindset when what your body's telling you versus what your mind's telling you, because it'll play tricks on you like at the beginning. But like, of course, through your coaching, like you you, you come to realize like you're actually not hungry, you're actually just thirsty, you know? And that also was like a huge change when consuming the right water, eating the right protein. And once that balance like kind of goes into play, then your body just starts performing and then you don't feel as hungry as you, you would normally do. Even now, I don't. Like, I can't have, even if I wanted to try to have like a big meal, if I wanted to, my body would tell me to stop. Like, you mm. know, your, my body would tell me like, don't eat that much or, or even if I like, push myself to eat something a little bit more than I should, my body automatically tell me like, that's it, you reach your cap. So um, yeah, and I don't feel like I'm starving at all. Like there's not even a, a second when I started to eat like changing all the good source meat, like you don't feel hungry, which is like, which is interesting because I thought like, oh my God, that much calories. Would... But like you said, when it's the right food and the right nutrients, your body's not gonna feel like it's starving. It's yeah. all in the head. It's all in your mind. <laughs> yeah, I found uh, like especially with clients, like even uh, I forgot what your exact weight was, or uh, for example, like even for like a two hundred pound client, like a lot of times it wouldn't even be recommended to have them less than two thousand calories. But I find them. I find if you educate them on sourcing of high quality food, so even what pasture raised meats are, you know, like the free range chicken scams that I kind of mm -hmm. taught you about how that's just like yes. farm chicken, et cetera. I mean, if you really have them source like high quality, legitimate, like meat products, like eat basically unlimited amounts of like non-starchy vegetables, for example, find it's like, oh, it's like very hard for most people to even eat more than like 1700 calories a day. But mm -hmm. for like a 200 pound person, even at times they even have trouble getting to that number, even when they're like physically active, uh, like four to five times a week. So, I mean, it's true though, because like I would, I would think like how before I would eat, and I think people can all relate to this. Like when you're eating something that's not really good quality food, like you feel hungry the next two hours because if your body doesn't feel satisfied because it's looking for more nutrients, like you have like a burger that's like you know not good or some really bad Chinese food, in the next couple hours you feel like you're still hungry because you're not sourcing good food. And I think that made me realize that I wasn't eating the right stuff because once I switched to sourcing more quality food, the hunger stopped. Like you really, you know, you don't feel hungry the next two hours or like, you know, you won't feel hungry like after two hours. Gotcha. And I do like get a lot of people that come in uh, to me for training, like already eating like healthy, like quote unquote healthy, like in their minds. Can you kind of like go in terms of the, uh, the stark difference between how you're eating before and like why you thought it was like healthy versus like what you transitioned into and then you kind of saw your body change a lot faster? Well, before I thought, okay, anything that I saw was like organic or if I was eating yogurt or if I was, you know, as long as I, I wasn't, it wasn't as structured as I thought it would, that I do now. Cause like before, like, okay, I would have, this for breakfast, but um, everything was just too hearty, you know? And I wasn't sourcing good food. Like I would just buy what I thought, oh, I'll, I'll buy a protein, you know? Like I wasn't even aware of a wild caught fish versus just buying any mahi mai or whatever. Like I wasn't aware of these, of those things. And I was like snacking also like of all these things, but I think that wasn't good either because that didn't 
that didn't really promote like good eating habits but versus now like and before like it was harder to calculate your calories because you were eating so much of little things that didn't necessarily need to be you know because i think we thought that we need to have a fruit or whatever and or i mean it's you know like something in between or but once it was a little bit more structured and more clear and clean it, it made it more easier to eat because now it's like i don't feel the pressure like oh i need to eat at this time or i need to make sure i, I get this food in at the right because you know we've always been taught to say like oh you have to eat this at a certain hour what have you but I think that complicated things and it just made it more, it made it harder for your body to go on a certain like pattern of eating mm-hmm. versus now we're like, you know, going through with the, I still use that spreadsheet that you gave me and, you know, and it helped with like shopping, especially shopping for food, making it more easier because you're able to plan it out more in a weekly advance. So then it's not just like a crazy meal, meal prep that you have to do because you can already kind of foresee what you're going to be eating throughout the week. And it's just easier. It's just easier for me now because I, I, I could buy the meats in bulk and then I just cook it and then it's simplified. And the thing it's like, it, it wasn't like before, like before you thought you needed this and you needed that. And that was the mistake is because you were, I was putting too much effort in the food um but not in a good way but when now that i simplified like my eating habits like you know like i eat well for me what works for me it's like i eat like twice a day like you know i do my lunch and my dinner because but they're big lunches and dinners that are like protein packed with a lot of veggies and that like helps me throughout the day you know or you're the next day as well so um that changed the most gotcha well, what if you, uh, in terms of like a busy schedule, because I know you're like very busy the entire time, still working a full-time job. Yes. Um, what do you, what was your like, what are some time management uh, strategies you use to kind of stay consistent with your routine and uh, all that stuff? Because I know a lot of times people just say, I'm like too busy to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like be healthy or work out, et cetera, et cetera. So what are some things you've done, you, you did in that area? Well, for me, like, yeah, I have such a busy schedule because like, it's constant and sometimes my schedule is kind of like, um, it's, it's not consistent. So um, what I did, though, to stay on track is I have to be self-aware of what I'm doing and my food intake. So, for example, with my workout, like, I make sure that I get in, I mean, either I do it, like, early in the morning, right before work, or I do it when I get home. But food is like the major thing you know as you taught me like more than anything like you gotta be aware of like what you're eating and how you're eating so for myself like since the food is so much easier to prepare um sometimes i will cook it like ahead of time like you know instead of doing two portions or, or one portion i'll do two which will be my food for the next day so then at least then i have my food ready so then i know that this is how much calories is in that food Um, So then if I'm at work, I mean, I don't necessarily, if I don't necessarily have to eat out or eat, I just eat when I get home and eat whatever I prepared. So I'm a little bit more aware of like what's in my food versus eating something outside. So um, like I said, like even before, because like now I'm not as as hungry as I I usually feel, which is interesting. Like I could go on and so, but I do eat when I'm finally hungry when I get home. So, but I'm just more self-aware of that. And I, you know, and I, and it's not even that hard to even like put into your schedule. It's like, it's just being, being more conscious about it, like being conscious of 
when to do what, you know, what, what can fit in where. Um, I think food is the major thing when you're like have a busy schedule because that's so easy to fall off the track. Um, because you're like, oh, I'm busy. Like, I'm just going to eat this and put that in my mouth. No, like it has to be like a conscious effort because whatever that you're eating, that's not necessarily right for you would actually just make you feel more tired versus you eating what's right. And then just wait to go home and eat, you know, prepare your meal when, when you get home. And that helped me a lot. Gotcha. Cool. Well, I remember like also like from... I remember like a big emphasis was not eating out. I remember like rarely, <laughs> but from time to time you eat, you would eat out from time to time and you'd say like, Oh, yeah. but it's the same food groups. You know, you said I can have whatever sockeye sound like wild caught fish. I ordered wild caught fish, but then also I remember you kind of like always like gained a little bit of weight afterwards all the time. Can you kind of go into the details of where some people might go wrong in terms of like still eating out occasionally, but then uh, where that, kind of hinders the consistency of the fat loss. Well, yeah, cause like I thought, okay, so maybe if I, in my mind or in our minds, we think, oh, if I eat a salmon or a chicken breast, even though it's like prepared at a restaurant, like, oh, it's fine with a little side salad. I think what I learned is that we don't know what's in that food. So then um, even though we think like, oh, it's a healthy, it's a healthy dish, but you don't know exactly how it's been prepared or what kind of quality of meat it was. So even if the portion was small, I did see like a fluctuate, like in my weight, like, like the next day, like you could, you could tell that I ate something wrong because my weight would just like go up three pounds for no reason. And, you know, and in the minute that I, I revert back to my regular diet, everything starts to go down. So it is a misconception of thinking like, Oh, just because, I'm picking like a certain food category or a certain protein that it's healthy, but it's not necessarily because mm -hmm. you don't know how the restaurant prepares the food. It might be like in a bunch of butter or a, a, a shit ton of oil or whatever it's in there. But just because we think like, I think like we can't fall into the misconception like, okay, it's healthy because it's in this category because technically it's not. It will show and you'll know. Um, so it's always just best to, the best practice is to not do it. <laughs> yeah, because exactly. When in, when in doubt, I always remember when in doubt, don't. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah. So a lot of times too, it's like people underestimate the caloric density of like cooking oils. Like for instance, one tablespoon of like olive oil has like 130 calories. You got to use probably like two of those guys, you know, per plate. And obviously that mm -hmm. gets soaked up into the meat or the fish or whatever they're cooking it with, uh, cooking it in. Mm -hmm. And uh, then you, that absorbs as the total calorie content of that food for you. So you might think you're eating just, uh, you know, like six ounces of chicken or something like that, but it's six ounces of chicken then drenched in all that oil. And then probably whatever other sauce they used to kind of, you know, like make it taste better uh, to have it like in a, in a restaurant, obviously, I eat everything plain because I don't know how to cook. So I don't use any sauces, but in restaurants, they use like a whole bunch of stuff to help season it up and make it taste better, uh, et cetera. But it all adds up, you know, and if a person isn't like super muscular or isn't um, super muscular or isn't uh, very physically active, uh, they don't have a lot of room for error, you know? They're not burning like a tremendous amount of calories per day. So those like extra 200, 300 calories uh, per day, like add up like pretty quickly, considering like one pound of body fat is, uh, you know, th roughly 3,500 calories. So you're getting in an extra 300 calories per day in 10 days, you're almost like an extra 
pound of body fat more, you know, and then multiply that by a year. And then you're like, man, where did these 20 pounds come from? You know, it's like, well, those little things add up like quite a bit. So, well, what have you, how about your workouts? Because I know you didn't have a gym accessible to you. And I know a lot of people have used that as a scapegoat to not embark on a fitness journey. Like, oh, if I don't have a gym, I can't get in shape. I can't get ripped or I can't gain muscle. But then I always wonder like, huh, I wonder how like, like uh, hunter and gatherers stay jacked all year round without a Bally's fitness or medical insurance, you know, for like 190,000 years. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is so true. I, I, you know, like the muscles, the muscles started to show more when the, when I lost more of the body fat. Um, but the workout was like so easy. Like it wasn't anything crazy like i wasn't doing all these like monstrosity workouts or boot camp that you would normally see and i still saw results and my body still like my shoulders and everything that i mean my physique changed but i'm it's it was all the diet like i mean the workout did help obviously it does but when the diet did the most of the the trick for me you know and i and i still got jacked like i still feel like you know i mean i i think my body's a better than it ever did <laughs> so and the diet you know was the i think well what what was key into the change and of course the workouts i mean the workouts that you gave like i loved them because they were easy it wasn't anything crazy like i could do it at my own pace i didn't feel like you know you don't feel exhausted like you know you're just doing what you need to do and it, it's easy to do at home yeah, a lot of people kind of like put, in my opinion, like way too much emphasis on physical fitness to transform their body. Well, really in relation to kind of like our topic here of like fat gain and wanting to lose body fat. Uh, like it's important to kind of perceive fat gain as like a symptom, basically a symptom of like poor lifestyle and nutrition choices. So that's where the change like really has to happen. And you see people at the gym all the time, you know, like going there five days a week, six days a mm -hmm. week, year after year, they look like the same. You're like, man, this person's working out so much. Like, why are they looking the same and not changing? And that's mainly because they just either neglect or just fail to master the concepts needed in like the lifestyle changes that needed to happen and also uh, the nutritional changes as well. And for the listeners, just so you know, like John was using just bands and a door pull-up bar. So he mm -hmm. didn't have any like adjustable dumbbells or any mm -hmm. weights at home. It was just bands and a pull-up bar. Because I couldn't uh, get them. <laughs> yeah, well, either way, I mean, you still created that V-tapered appearance. Yeah. The shoulders were like way more massive and your arms were way bigger at the end of the program than in the beginning. And then your midsection, I forgot how many, uh, we didn't measure the inches uh, total that you lost in your midsection. It was probably like at least like four to five inches total in your midsection that you lost over that three, uh, three month period. Am I right? I mean, yeah, I could, well, I could tell just like from my pant size because before I was, a 31 32 and then now i could barely i'm like swimming in a 30 so i think my waist size must have dropped to like a 29 28. okay gotcha so, um but yeah i mean also on top of the workout like i wasn't doing like the crazy cardio that i used to do because before i thought if i did like all this cardio that i'm gonna just sh like shred up and start losing all the weight and funny like I only do cardio twice a week. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's not, not like even long multiple hour sessions either. So yeah, so I mean, even by you know, like I think that we, we like we we've been told that if you do a bunch of cardio, that's what's gonna make you burn all the fat. So 
I learned that too, that was false. <laughs> yeah. Because just change the diet and, you know, your body will burn it for you. <laughs> yeah. Also, just it's important to remember that you can't, like, your body can't gain body fat in a deficit, you know? So that's, that's important as well. So remember, you can eat healthy foods and still become overweight or gain weight or feel, fail to lose weight if uh, those healthy foods aren't in the quantities uh, that you need them on for your activity level, for your goal, for the amount of muscle mass you have already, et cetera, et cetera. So a lot of times people are like, well, I'm eating healthy. Why am I not losing weight? Uh, first of all, healthy is such an ambiguous word, you know, like mm -hmm. obviously there's so much that goes into food production that we covered together. Uh, a lot of the healthy foods people eat are like not healthy, like free range organic chicken, for example, or they're buying farm raised fish and they think it's like wild fish because it kind of looks the same. Uh, and like a myriad of other variables there. But yeah, so bands, door pull-up bar, mm -hmm. and some light cardio sessions twice a week that are probably like 30 to 50 minutes long at most. Mm -hmm. uh, well, how about, how about like some lifestyle, lifestyle changes that you incorporated, like in terms of maybe changing around your sleep or some other stuff? Yeah, that was like, actually that was also a big, like major change in like how I felt or I, that I noticed also with how my body changed because I was more aware of my sleep and rest as you taught me like to to understand how to shut off part of it too like I think that was was key because you know like with the internet and being on our phones like you're not very self-aware of like disconnecting but to help you sleep and making sure that I was getting enough sleep um, because before I just kept going and going and going and I kind of didn't cherish that. And I think with that combination of the sleep and the eating right, obviously, like, was it like a great combo? Because I also did notice like when, because, you know, I, we weigh every day. The days that um, I don't, like for some reason, because of work, I didn't get enough sleep, that I do see a change in my weight as well. Like you see it like kind of fluctuate a little bit because mm -hmm. I wasn't getting enough sleep. Um, but also just like, you know, like, like you said, like putting that in, in your daily activity or also changing, um, giving yourself a little bit of time to decompress, like picking a day out of the week to be where a massage day or a me time, you know, to help you kind of, you know, level out your cortisol or just, you know, that a little stresses that, you know, that we might have throughout like the week and find a way to kind of disconnect from that. So you just feel a little bit more leveled. I think was also a, a game changer for me and myself because I, I, I do have a very stressful job and, you know, I have to find ways to kind of disconnect. So then when it's me time, it's me time. And when I'm going to bed, I'm going to bed. Um, because it, like you said, like what you taught also in the program is that it, it sets the tone and the mood for you the next day and you're less aggravated. And also the body mechanics, like those are the things that you also taught me like about sleep sleeping correctly because I wasn't sleeping right with like because it was giving me such back or neck pain before mm -hmm. like you know because I wasn't sleeping correctly and how my body mechanics when I was getting out of bed and I wasn't very self-aware of how I was moving my body so then I was causing pain to my body in that sense so then with that and changing that also took some of the pain that I had in the beginning um yeah but with the sleep like you know I make sure that I cherish that <laughs> And make sure that I, I do like make a way, put it into my also the routine, you know, that is also as important 
as working out is also is important to getting enough sleep. Gotcha. All right. So yeah, one thing, John, um, I know like before me, you never actually had like an online coach before. Was there some like mm -hmm. hesitation or some thoughts that went through your head kind of trying an online coaching option versus like an in-person? Because I know a lot of times people have a mental image of like an effective coach. They have to be like in person there, like a drill instructor yelling at you and pointing fingers at you and everything. And can you kind of go into like your thoughts of what you thought online coaching would be beforehand and then kind of like your, I guess your thoughts about it now? Well, in the beginning I was, I mean, that's why it took me a minute to kind of want to sign up because I was like, well, how's this going to work? Because like, I'm not going to see you in person. Like I'm so used to the idea of having a trainer there, but it, I mean, also it all kind of works out because it's COVID. <laughs> like, you know, like how else are you going to get trained or how else are you going to get coached? So, I mean, I was skeptic because I wasn't sure how how I was going to navigate that and how I was going to be able to be stay motivated because like I don't have, um, I don't, I'm not meeting with this person like all the time or see them in person as I would we would normally have a trainer but the coaching like during the week helps because I think I think it was it's the right amount of being able to touch base and talk about you know whatever your challenges are and get over whatever you need to get over and kind of discuss like okay how can I overcome these things um yeah and even during the workouts because like you know the workouts we always assume that you need that trainer to physically be mm -hmm. there but the train or the videos plus like the type of workouts that you do provide it's it's so easy and self-explanatory that I feel like anybody can do it with or without a trainer and yes and I know the question is like how do you stay motivated then because you know you need that trainer to motivate you what motivated me is because I started seeing the results like the minute that I started seeing my body change more and more and plus, of course, because we get to talk to you like every week and you're so reachable too and you're so easy to talk to and work with, um, just like your personality and just your partnership, even throughout the whole program, because that also helped. And then being able to see the, the changes, like help motivate you, but also allowing you yourself being so accessible to us. Like, you know, we can text you anytime if you have a question. Plus the program was so easy. I think the right combinations of all of that helped, even though it was done virtually. Um, and it was nice to know that you were there, like you were there through the, throughout the whole journey because you know, some trainers would be like, you only get to talk to them when you're having a session, but you can't really talk to them or have any questions about this or that. Like being able to take pictures of what I'm thinking I should eat versus not eat and you giving me a coaching at the moment, you know, like just those little things help to feel that you don't feel alone. Mm -hmm. um, and those touch bases during the week, like keeps you motivated because part of it too, it's like, it's already bad enough that you're insecure and you don't want to feel like you're always being monitored when you're going through a program. So it's nice to have that kind of independent because that also sets the tone and, and gives you the idea of teaching, like it teaches you to start having these right habits even on your own. So then we're not so codependent on having that person constantly there with you because you're just guiding us through the process. And, but overall, like just knowing that you were accessible and you were there helped till finally I felt like, oh my God, I could actually do this on my own. This is so, 
achievable. And I like the fact that it wasn't like, you're always in my face kind of thing, because we were, you don't feel so codependent. Cause even so now I've learned how to do this on my own. Mm-hmm. And, but of course I wouldn't be able to do it without you coaching me and helping me through the process. Um, but yeah, I mean, the whole virtual thing, like, I mean, I think it only works because the way you structure it, I don't think any other way it would work, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think like the whole, I got this phrase from uh, Stuart McGill, but I think the whole like teaching clients how to be their own mechanics is like super important because, uh, and I got this other one from Jator Pierre. Uh, basically it's kind of like, um, uh, you know, caterpillars, they go into a cocoon and then they kind of like learn to break through the cocoon and they kind of become a butterfly. But uh, mm-hmm. researchers found that if they help the caterpillar by cutting the cocoon a little bit, it never develops the strength to fly on its own. So kind of going through, you know, that learning process of how to break through that cocoon. Uh, so it never learns how to fly on its own. And you see this happen like a lot with coaching. It's kind of like the person, uh, you know, might lose like 20 pounds or something, but then they, they go on their own. They have like literally, like they don't know what to do because they weren't given any programs, no printouts, you know, like when you should be going to sleep, no lifestyle variables they should take into consideration, not even taught like how to count calories appropriately or given a program that makes it very easy for them to do that or count their macros, et cetera, et cetera. So I think coaching is important, but I think there's a huge difference between coaching and babysitting. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so it's like very important to kind of distinguish, uh, distinguish that difference. So. And plus, like, you have to also face your own demons. <laughs> like, you, you know, like, you, you're gonna, you, I went through, like, oh, my God, what am I doing? Like, am I doing this? Am I doing this right? Or, like, um, should I eat this? Should I eat versus that? Like, it was nice that, you know, you're not babysitting the process because, like you said, like, you, it's important to learn. The minute that you kind of learn how to figure it out on your own, you know, you feel more empowered because, like, I did it. And I can actually do it. You know, mm-hmm. so it's not like having a constant training wheel. And then when you take it off, it's like a band-aid, you know, like so you kind of ease into the process. <laughs> so, which helped me a lot. <laughs> gotcha. Cool. Well, honestly, it was awesome to train you. Um, I like meeting each individual client because each one brings their own challenges. So I get to learn kind of how to be a, a better trainer from their perspective. Uh, do you have, do you have like any like outgoing statements you want to you want to mention to people that are kind of struggling to get their health together uh, during the whole shutdown, et cetera, et cetera? Um, well, for those that haven't signed up yet and are still skeptic, like, oh, is it worth it? Is it worth the money? Is it going to cost too much? Or is it a lot of work? Am I going to be start? Whatever skepticism that you might have going into or asking about the program, like, this is it. Like, all I have to say is, it changed my life. Like, I think it was the best investment I've ever did for myself. Um, because I, if, if I only known this years before, I think I would have, I would have done it already because it was so life changing. And the results that I saw in such a short period of time, like losing 28 pounds in four months, I think is incredible. Um, but not only that, it's sustainable. Like, it's not like any crazy diet fad that, you know, that you think that you have to go through. It's just a matter of learning a system and changing your lifestyle. And for all of those that are actually in the program now and having their struggles and, 
you know, kind of pedaling back because like they feel like they need this versus that. Just stick to it. It's simplified. Change your mindset. You know, like change your relationship with food. Eugene is telling you the right thing. Just listen to him. Um, you know, and it's okay. You'll go through the process. You'll have those days where you're like, you want to revert back to those bad habits. But you know what? Those bad habits are long gone because you signed up to change and the change starts with you. So you got to change how you think, how you saw food, what you thought food was about. Like it needs to change now um, because I'm the living testimony because I just, I change everything. You know, the fitness journey is just not just a physical work, but it was also the mental work that changed everything. And, you know, Eugene helps you through the whole process with that. And I'm more than happier ever with myself, with my body, with everything I do in life. So I thank you for that. Cool. Well, thanks, John. It's good to, good to see you again. So thanks for doing this. So, of okay. course. So, well, well, thanks, guys. Thanks for, thanks for tuning in and stay safe. Take care.